Hello again, welcome to another episode of Celebrate Sounds, a podcast and a radio show celebrating the creative happenings on the north coast of New South Wales. Today's guest is Jake Davey. Jake is a singer, songwriter, performer, producer, recording engineer, videographer, uh, you name it. If it's creative, he does it. Uh, and we had a rad chat. Jake has recently just performed at the Tamworth Country Music Festival. Um, we spoke about that. We spoke about his musical journey and uh, what's been happening for him in the last little while. Uh, enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe at the end. That is most appreciated. Hey, you're listening to Celebrate Sounds podcast celebrating all the good creative things that are happening on the north coast of New South Wales. Uh, today we're in Makerspace in Port Macquarie. Thanks to the, Sue and the crew for Makerspace for making this space available for us. And we're making some talky, talky interviews with Mr. Jake Davey today. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Really well. Good to see you again. It's, uh, it's been a little while. We run into each other from time to time up and down the coast. We do, we do. And I feel like this is, we always hit it off and have, have a good conversation. And this is like uh, a good opportunity to uh, record those conversations. Sure. And, um, and a little bit more pressure. <laughs> a little bit more, I don't know. I reckon, I reckon you'll be all right. I feel like Thanks, we're, we're going to make a, a, a good interview today. And, Productive. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and just, yeah, get a little bit of sense of your story and uh, some exciting things happen happening for you at the moment. We won't get into it right now. For sure. But I love starting off the interview, just getting a sense of, of who you are as an artist, who are, you as, who, who are you as a person and kind of where creativity and all that sort of started for you. Yeah, cool. I'm Jake Davey. I'm a 25-year-old singer-songwriter from Tari, New South Wales. Um, I run a recording studio uh, that specialises in audio, video and photography. Um, and that's been the past 10 years of my life. Um, I started playing guitar very young, uh, singing and writing from 12, 13. Um, and I just became obsessed with anything creative from then on out. I was photographing friends and I was making music videos mm. and writing songs and playing gigs. And um, every single year it kind of became bigger. Mm. And I blink and I'm 25 and I'm just do it, doing it every day. So um, obviously on a larger scale. So good. So that's that's been the quick kind of um, summary. Yeah, the of short bio. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever made it that short, but that's pretty much it. Like <laughs> it's well. it's been, um, like I said, I blinked and now I'm doing yeah. exactly what I want to do. So at 15, um, is that when you picked up the guitar or? I uh, know, six. So six, yeah. six I started playing and dad dad was like, man, you got to sing. I'm like, dad, don't make me. Is your dad musical? No, no, you just, uh, no. Family? A um, few cousins here okay. and there are like pretty pretty talented, but yeah. um, not immediate family. Sure. I think dad lays claim to the organ growing <laughs> up, but yeah, I, I just think he wanted to um, give it a crack. Yeah. You know, most parents give their kids some kind of instrument. Yeah. And um, I, I played for like three years, took acoustic guitar lessons. Yeah. I came out to mum and I said, mum, I want to play electric guitar. I want to be a rock star like yeah. Billy Joe from Green Day. And um, she goes, Jake, I'm not buying you an electric guitar until you learn how to play the acoustic. <laughs> I put it down for a year. Yeah. I didn't play at all. Out of uh, protest? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe that was the uh, Green Day in me. Yeah, fully. At nine years old. And now I came back and then um, once again became obsessed with it and then it kind of went a bit more folky, a bit yeah. more Pete Murray kind of style. Sure. Um, and then fell in love with the acoustic guitar and I wanted to write songs. Yeah. So I remember dad came in one day. He's like, man, let's just try write a song. And we did. We wrote like a- How old were you? I think I was like 11 or 12 Sick. by that time. So good. And it was so nerve wracking, but having yeah. your dad's support yeah. was a really special thing. Um, I didn't realize at the time that he was setting me up for where I am now. Um, but yeah, I just kind of went for it and had fun with it. He probably didn't either. No, he was just having a good time with his son. And, and there's a lesson to be learned there. Like that kind of- um, you know, it seems so like insignificant really when you look back on it. I'm sure the moment in itself wasn't this like light bulb moment, but you look back on it now and you go, man, that, that, that set in motion something maybe. For sure. And it was a safe environment to yeah. test the waters yeah. um, and not have someone judge you too hard. Um, totally. But he, you know, didn't say it was amazing, but he's like, oh, well, if you work on this or this and then. Well, you were 11. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's got to, you got to start somewhere. Um, so yeah, that's where I started writing songs. Um, I did my first gig at 13, uh, at the Greenhouse Cafe in Nabiak, actually. 
um, got paid $30 an hour and a meal and drinks. I was very happy with that at the age of 13. Yeah. <laughs> Is that legal? I don't know how that works. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's expo- well, it was, it's more than exposure. You know, at least they didn't say, you know, we'll give you some exposure. It was pretty crazy. Like I remember packing <laughs> mum's Yaris with like yes. all my PA. I had like a little Yamaha PA and my Tanglewood so acoustic guitar. Wow, this is this is crazy to talk about. Um, heading out there and just playing 3am. I only had like 14 songs that I knew, so I just played the set three times. As you um, do. Different people game. every time that walk yeah, yeah, in, you know. Um, and then, yeah, I fell in love with gigging. I fell in love with meeting people and talking to them about music and performing and travelling all around. And mm. I think every year I kind of like um, it would get busier and busier. So at 16 I was like doing maybe 50 gigs a year, wow. 17 80, you know what it's like. Yeah. Every year it gets bigger it, it and bigger. Picks up. Yeah, totally. And then by eighteen, I was like in Newcastle um, with Generate Entertainment, doing yep. cover gigs all around the place. Yep. And then wanted to do original music. Yep. So that's where I've broken away and kind of got into the pop country scene. Yeah. Um, once again, that's the fast track of it. Yeah. Um, but that's where it all started. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. It's interesting, like not having um, you know an immediate musical family, but still, like I said, so coming back to that moment of of having your dad just go, let's 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 write a song together, and um, fostering that sort of creativity, um, and and obviously that built year after year, and, and and from a young age, that's a pretty, I mean, hitting fifty gigs a year at sort of sixteen is a pretty, um, it's no mean feat, you know what I mean? For sure, um, the teachers didn't like it because the homework wasn't getting in on time. For sure. Um, I was never going to be, uh, you know, an, an A kind of guy yeah. at high, in high school. Um, Except in music maybe. Yeah, yeah, even then I wasn't – like <laughs> even music theory, man. I just yeah. – I never connected with a classroom. I yeah. always wanted to be out there doing, doing yeah. and the practical side of things. Um, and I think that's where the studio came from. Yeah. Like I was never going to sit still. I was gigging on the weekends and at 19 I'm like, what am I going to do yeah. during the week? Yeah. I can practice songs. That's not enough. Yeah. Um, so that's when I started – Recording people. Yeah, sick. Um, and that just got busier yeah. and busier. Um, and it's it's between a six and seven day work week now. Wow. Um, so it started so small. Yeah. And then just every year built, built. Um, yeah, both businesses kind of took – Jake Davy Music took like five years to get to a, a busy point where I was yeah. like able to pick and choose. And then same with Jake Davy Studios. I'm yeah. kind of in my fourth or fifth year now where I'm working with incredible people. Yeah. Um, I get to work on – projects that I want to work on yeah. Um, that, yeah, started at that young age and um, I had that spark. So, yeah. and I'm trying to keep that. Totally. You know, well, um, look, man, I, I'm following on your Insta channels, your social channels, and you're all over the place, you know. I am. Uh, you, uh, you know, these, these uh, podcasts are not sort of date sensitive, but uh, just last week you were here in Port Macquarie um, playing a music festival here. And, in fact, uh, if I remember correctly, I feel like you and I met in Port Macquarie at Tap Bar years ago. We, just in passing, we doing, did. doing the gig at, um, and and actually I've met a few people just in passing in, in that particular venue. Yeah. Um. And and so like that was must have been at least five, even four, longer, four, five, six years ago. Yeah. Easy. I feel like I've known yeah. you for a long time. Yeah. And like we've, we, we've only we only sort of run into each other maybe once a year or you know whatever. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's always good. Yeah, man. It's um. I think talking about the mid north coast thing. Yeah. Um. Being an artist, you feel like. You don't see a lot of artists all the time because we're all so busy. Yeah. So when you see people in passing, you're like, you catch up and be like, what have you been up to? Yeah. And you hear all these success stories. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and, yeah, like you've, you've killed it over the past five years. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great to like every year have something new to chat about. Totally. The Mid-North Coast is like this little bu- bubbling yeah. um, pot of talent. Uh, agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's cool to be involved in it. Yeah, and I, I want to touch a little bit in a moment on on some of the really exciting things that you've been doing. But just taking you back to, um, you know, how obviously you just set in motion gigs and 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 that really sort of built up over those early years from sort of 15, 16, 17. For sure. Started the studio, you said, around five years ago, started doing that. Um, and, and obviously you're a photographer as well and I believe you do some film stuff as well. Yeah. Was that just you going – I, oh man, nailed the studio, nailed the gigs. I need something else. Like, do you, it seems to me that you love a, a good challenge. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Creative as well. Definitely creative. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just love keeping busy. I love yeah. creating. I love seeing what it makes people feel like sure. when they see a good photo of themselves, mm. whether it be a, a musician or 
at a wedding or at a birthday party. So you're doing all sorts of different photo stuff? All kinds, stuff? all yeah. kinds. There's no real like um, – yeah, specific target. Yeah. Um, if someone comes to me and they go, hey, I need this done, I'm like, let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, that's always been kind of like a little life motto that I love. Yeah. Same with the film. Um, corporate stuff, music videos, I'm I'm down for a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that comes from being the musician maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, Learning acoustic guitar wasn't easy no. at all. It no. was so – it's still hard to this day. Um, so maybe that was the reason why I, I'm continuing to – develop my skills yeah, and challenge yourself. myself. Well, it's yeah. interesting. And, 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 um, you know, we recently reconnected again on the arts, mid North coast, mini digital series. And I noticed that that's something that you wrote in your application was like, um, how you, you can't just be a musician in, in 2020 from, you know, since 2020, you know what I mean? And yeah. it, one of the things that has cropped up and, and I want to, I want to ask you about this. One of the things that's cropped up, um, in the last few years, even pre-COVID, um, is this sort of thing where there's like a bit of attack on the arts, a bit of a unfairness to the arts. And that takes me back to things like that old sort of adage of people saying, oh, musicians don't really, they're not really working, they're, not, they're lazy. And yep. uh, I, I can't imagine right now anyone could legitimately say that to you. But have you had that experience where maybe even not, not someone not necessarily saying it, but that kind of vibe, that kind of like, oh, you, you, oh yeah, you're a musician, oh yeah, that kind of thing. That's really interesting, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like it start it starts in high school, obviously. You know, like when you when you tell people what you want to do, yeah, they don't they kind of don't take it laugh. No, they don't, no. and um, it's challenging the status quo. It's cha- it's going against the grain. Yeah. Um, anyone who wants to, it's not just musicians. It's kind of like anyone who is willing to step outside of the box and go, Hey, I want to do this. Um, definitely over the past couple of years, um, it, it just conversations in the street. You might say, how's music going? Is you doing okay? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's pretty busy. Like it's, it's as busy as you want to make it. Um, but yeah, I, I think doing the creative arts is a legitimate career. Yeah the world t- spins on creativity and entertainment. Exactly. Um, and without it, we'd be very, very sad, yeah. boring Wouldn't we? people. Like I can't go, I can't go like 10 minutes without, you know, trying to listen to something, whether it's a voice memo that I've recorded or the radio, it's like the, de- I mean, look, every now and then it's good to have dead silence and just chill and all that sort of stuff. But if that was long term, God, life would suck. Yeah, man. Um, so my, my lifelong mission, because of people like that that come up to you and challenge, yeah. uh, are you contributing yep. to society? Yeah. Um, I pay tax, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like I see what my – the people in the audience, I see them how they feel yeah. after I've just sung an original song yeah. to them, um, and that's enough for me. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, I, and I have this conversation with everyone that I talk to uh, in the creative field – you know, you need money. Like we all need money. We need bread. We need milk. We need a place to stay. Of course. Um, but I think with creatives, in particular performing musicians, it's the currency is not necessarily just money. The currency is exactly what you said. Like when you when you can see someone connecting with a song that you've written, um, and and all of a sudden something's happening, and it's it's quite unquantifiable. Yeah, it's I. You do have to build a sustainable career yeah, to, to do live, yeah, to yeah. survive yeah. and like you said, pay your bills and yeah. have a place to live. Yeah. Um, but it's a fine line. Yeah. It's like, are you going to sell your soul and work a nine to five yeah. and not be able to do music? Yeah. Or are you going to find a balance where you're able to perform and write and yeah. photograph and video yeah. whilst being able to pay your bills? Exactly right. And for me, I guess it was a, a unique situation because I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah from such a young age. Don't get me wrong. I like, as soon as I turned 13 and nine months, I was at Macca's for a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to work so hard. Yeah. I'm going to become a manager. Um, and I worked at Eagle Boys at the same time. I was working doubles, oh, man, my goodness. at 15. I no was wonder like, you were doing 50 gigs You know, I was, I was like knocking off, uh, knocking off school uh, <laughs> and heading to my first job. Yeah. And then I'd go to my second job. Yeah. So I've always been, I've always had that work ethic. Yeah. So I just took that and applied it to- yeah. Um, Jake Davey Music yeah. or Jake Davey Studios. Um, so it is very important, I believe, to put everything you have into plan A. Yeah. 
don't worry about a plan B. You don't yeah. need that if you yeah. put enough of your soul into plan A. Yeah. Um, so many people, that's back to, oh, you, what are you doing with your life? What's your plan B? I don't need a plan B. You oh, know what I mean? Amen, brother. That, that's where I'm at. Yeah, cool. Um, so put everything, every little bit of your soul into yeah. plan A yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, because even if plan A doesn't work out how you initially intended it, segues and little byproducts and little things that come in that might not be exactly how you envisioned, but if you, like you say, if you put all your eggs in that basket and go, I'm going for this and if it derails somewhere and I end up a little bit off, it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like 18-year-old me would be like, okay, what do you want to do, be doing by 25? Yeah. Oh, touring the States yeah, yeah. with a band, playing yeah. to sold-out shows. That's great. Totally. That's so badass. Yeah. But you also have to be realistic. Yeah. Okay, I want to build a life here on the mid-north coast, you know, um, meet the girl, get the dog, try get enough money to buy a home and build and mm. do all that, build a life whilst doing music and yep. writing and connecting with yep. the community. And I think – this is why I'm so excited about being on this podcast. It's about celebrating this area mm. and the, how it embraces the creative arts. Yeah. Um, and I walk down the street and everyone, like, people treat me like I'm Johnny Cash. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, man, how's 100%. your music, how's your music yeah, going? Yeah. I love it so much. And that new song of yours. Yeah. And it makes them feel incredible because yeah. they've just heard they, a, a they local have this guy, yeah. sense of ownership. Totally. And we all lean – we have to lean into that because yeah. that's why we do what we do. We're attention seekers, being musicians. <laughs> we love being that's the true. center of attention, being on stage and making pe people feel something. So set your expectations high, go – like set the goal high mm. and then be versatile and diversify as you try to achieve that goal. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I don't think I could have said it better myself and – Really, I mean, it's a conversation I pretty much have every other episode on Celebrate Sounds, and it's all about um, breaking down this kind of stigma that musicians are either lazy or musicians don't work hard or they don't contribute. And I think um, there is a there is a, a stereotype in every field, for sure, <laughs> every field yep. where you can go, you can point to someone or some uh, you know act or whatever, and go, okay, this is this is why I think the way. But I look at guys like you, I look at guys that I've been interviewing over the last few days in Port Macquarie um, who are very similar in the sense that uh, not necessarily just music but um, visual design or, or, um, or anything like that, photography, that kind of thing as well. Um, they've got tricks up their sleeve and they're focused on one one thing and they've got just these little side projects to keep it interesting and, like you say, keep paying their bills and all yep. that sort of stuff. And, yeah, I definitely want to bring that to the fore uh, and and let people appreciate the arts a little bit more because the arts have had a pretty tough time in the last few years. Um, and and maybe you can speak to that and, and and how that sort of did that did the last few years. I, I know it hasn't derailed you in any way, but it, did it kind of just give you a little little few, few side paths that you've taken? For sure, I think that I love being able to connect. Mm. That's why I do it. As soon as the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. I was like, what is, what is this? What am I going to do? What am I? And I remember like the first lockdown, I didn't even, didn't even care about money. Mm. I was just like the government, you know, made sure that we're okay. That's mm. the main thing. Yeah. Everyone was able to pay their bills, keep, keep tracking along. Yeah. I was just like, well, how, how do we connect? How do we? And I noticed a lot of musicians were on Instagram live continuing to provide yeah. entertainment and um, that human connection. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the past – I was always looking for silver linings. Um, I'm, a, I'm an eternal optimist. Oh, and I know it's pretty hard in a world pandemic um, because there is so much sadness. There is a lot of yeah. um, heartbreak and um, people copying it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, like, met my lady at the start of the pandemic. Hey. Yeah, that, that, that was a thing. And then um, – I was writing more songs than ever. Yeah. Connecting with people in Nashville and Canada and yep. all of Australia. I was writing like five or six songs a week, which had never happened for me before. Great. Creating this new sound, making these deep connections on Zoom. Mm. I haven't met these people to this day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm planning to when, when I get overseas, but sure. I definitely took a crappy situation and – I got really fit. I was like running every day. I was like working out and like coming back into what I think is like a normal life now mm -hmm. that 
pandemic's gone and there's no more lockdowns. I found I've gone a little bit too far. I'm working a little bit too hard. Yeah. I need to go back to that focusing on the fitness, yeah. the love, the writing. The balance. The balance. Yeah. So somewhere in, in the middle is a nice place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to be able to see both ends of the spectrum yeah. where you've got no work at all and you're able to focus on the things you want to focus on yeah. and you're kind of inundated. Yeah. Um, Somewhere in the middle will be nice. I think um, I think you're right. Like uh, COVID and the pandemic prevent uh, presented a lot of people, not just musicians, but in every industry, a bit of a line in the sand to go. All right, something big's shifting, and are we, how are we going to roll with this? Are we going to stay the course? Are we going to move? And and obviously that um, that happened in different ways. But even if it just like you said, the silver linings. I think, you know, more time just relaxing and finding that balance. And I totally hear you, man, that this has the, been the, the busiest six months I've had uh, in the first half of the year ever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, yes, and oh, I've also taken a little bit too much on and um, need to just kind of try and strike that balance. And I think that's the thing. It's the pendulum just tipping a little bit either way and – Sometimes in the middle you hit that sweet spot. Then you go a bit too far one way, a little bit too far the other way. And I think it's it's derived from a scarcity mindset. We yeah. just come out of a lockdown. Like, got to work, got to work, got to work. We've got to grab at everything. Yeah. And it's not – I don't know if it's like a, a money thing or a connection thing or why we do it to Fear, ourselves. Maybe? Fear, Yeah, that's a good one. Um, like, is it going to – are we going to get locked down tomorrow? Yeah. You know, so maybe we're pushing as hard as we can because yeah, we missed just in it. case. Um, but yeah, how do we find the balance? Mate, how do we do it? If you've got any pearls of wisdom that you want to uh, drop, now's the time. I'm like, I'm looking for those. I'm obsessed (laughs) with like watching, um, YouTubers that help find perspectives and mindset. Um, tell me, uh, Matt D. Bell is a good one. Yep. It's just another guy. I don't know his name, but they were saying it all starts with like small habits. So whether that's drinking like two liters of water a day. Yeah. And that triggers the, okay, setting boundaries for emails. Yeah. Or So I think maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah. Something small, like yeah. a little key turning a door, going, okay, that's going to set me up for success for the rest of the day or the week. Totally. Um, so maybe that's going to help us moving forward. So what, I, what are some of the things, what are some of the practices, and I'll just give you an example. Like one of the things that I, I also did at the start of COVID was a lot more uh, reading, a lot more time sitting, reflecting. Right. Exercise, same thing. I'm trying to drink three liters of water today. But one of the things I think that um, I sort of was good at before, but even better now, was just writing lists. I have a week, a week list, a month list, and then my day to day list. But is there something that you and, and I just tick them off? And if they don't, they're not super urgent, and I don't get them done, put them on the next day or a few days later or whatever. Of course. What what what, what was some practical thing that helped you kind of? Find that balance and, and, and if you were going to go, all right, I've gone too far this way now, can I come back to what I was sort of doing before and how does that help? Would you say like during the pandemic or now? During and if you can go back to that similar sort of mindset. Oh, back to it. Wow. That's uh, – I don't know, man. It's – I just think, like I said, having those little grounding podcasts help a lot. Yeah. I love listening to perspectives. Sure. Because that's like a little bit of motivation. Yeah. To start. Um, for me, maybe like a gym session, yeah. I'll come home feeling invincible and then I'll smash my water and then I'll have chicken breast and rice for dinner <laughs> and then I'll wake up and do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. And then the third day I get smashed with work and it like tries to drag me back into that, yeah. the, the, the work rut that yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, and then the Thursday I don't go and then yeah. it's, I'm back out. So I think doing something consecutively for maybe seven to 14 days, yeah. committing and just going, Hey, this is my plan. Yeah. I can't stray from that. Here's my boundaries for if someone calls me and goes, I need you to do this. Yeah. Sorry. Available two weeks oh, from yeah. now. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's where I need to begin. Yeah. Um, I love. Um, do you find, just, just on that note, do you right? find when people do that and it's like a, something that like is a 10 or 15 minute or maybe even just an hour and you're like, I could, how do you go with that? I've cave, man. I cave. I cave. That's all right. Me too. I, yeah. I, for example, I shot a music video last night and I could easily, the client was expecting it three weeks from now. Yeah. I completed it last night. Yeah. Right. 
is that me trying to tick it off my to-do list? Maybe. Yeah. Is that me over um, under – they're not expecting it. Yeah. So, like, when they so – Under-delivering, over-promising. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so maybe it's a mixture of those things. Yeah. But that also hinders my sleep. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, setting my own boundaries is going to be a big thing moving forward. And maybe setting client expectations prior. Yeah. To the project, yep. which allows me to go, okay, I can actually breathe. Yeah, that's a great, actually a great thing of like, okay, I'm super glad to be working with you. Here's what you can expect. Here's what I can achieve. Here's what I can achieve. Yep. Totally. That's a great one. Ah, one of the, my favorite things about doing these podcasts, um, you know, obviously with with singer-songwriters, producers such as yourself is always getting the uh, the, the, the 411 on, um, on how their process is. But also that was great too, like just uh, gleaning in and, and sort of going – what are some little tricks? And I think you're right. Boundaries and just having that conversation up front rather than – it's always awkward later, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but that – no, but you said, oh, well, okay. Yeah. And maybe that's like a contract terms and conditions yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Just to take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, and it just covers you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like not not you as a business but you your soul. Yeah, totally. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's – I have to implement that moving yeah. forward. Because I think um, in, the, in the aim to – get a great outcome for a client, if you don't set those boundaries, you end up, it can be, not always, I mean probably 90% are great, but you can also be taken advantage of because you haven't sort of said, these are my limits, these are my boundaries. I think that's the other problem sometimes. Yes, yeah. agreed. Um, so, you know, you've got your, your studio, your home studio, um, and uh, you're, you're doing your film and your photography sort of on the side. But Jag Davy Music, I, I imagine, is like the at the forefront of, of it all. Absolutely. And um, if there was a global pandemic, touch wood, fingers crossed, whatever, that, that, that just doesn't happen again, no more lockdowns. But if it did, you've got these other things that you can kind of tap into. Yep. Um, but Jag Davy Music is kind of taken off at the moment, and you've just uh, done some exciting things at Tamworth. Yeah. Um, I'd love just to tell you for you to tell – us just what's been happening and sort of what's what's sort of cooking and what's on the horizon and and yeah, um it, for sure the uh, during the pandemic wrote a bunch yep. that was the kind of the start of it the new sound the yep. new finding those songs and you can't really do much without songs no. you know what I mean that's true <laughs> so, excuse me <laughs> that's all right <laughs> <laughs> edit that out please yeah. um so yeah get the songs um and then. Coming out of the pandemic, I decided to apply for Star Maker, yep. Toyota Star Maker out in Tamworth. It was always a big dream of mine to actually be in the top 10. That was the goal. Yeah. And then I got a call one day saying, hey, you made it. Sick. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a three-month lead up to that. Got to play in front of like 7,000 people with this incredible band. Yeah. Um, once again, walked out there. Yeah, I saw some video footage. It looked epic. Honestly, one of the best days of my life. I can life. imagine. It was so such good. a rush. Yeah, yeah. The other top nine were so, so talented. Yeah. And um, just to be involved with that, the exposure was massive. Um, spending the week in Tampa after that, people would come up of to course. you and be like, oh, my God, I saw you in Star Maker. Like, great. you nailed it and I can't wait to see you at a gig. And um, so that was a great kind of start. Yeah. Even though it was April to the year. It was a little bit of a, with COVID. Yeah. It's still it's in January, on. isn't it? Yeah, so they were going full steam ahead. Yeah. Last second cancelled it, so rescheduled. So that was all good. Did Star Maker, didn't take it out, all good. I kind of like making my own decisions anyway when it comes to my music, so yeah. it all worked out. Um, exposure was massive. Um, and then from that, kind of picked up all these other gigs. Like I played Meat Stock in Toowoomba. Yeah, yeah. It's a barbecue and music festival. That sounds like the best. Dude, best of both worlds. Boy. Um yeah, my because partners. like like you, uh, sorry, like me, I imagine. Um, I, I know you've done weddings, you do all that kind of, and, and probably corporate stuff as well. Yeah, one of the, the best thing is traveling up and down the the, the coast, um, eating good food and playing music. Oh, it sucks, man. <laughs> no really, one should do it. We've just got us. really hard lives. <laughs> no, I love it. It's um, meat stock was massive again, yep. huge stage. Yeah, I rocked up and I'm like, once again, this is the best day of my life. So, fifteen year old me would be like, what are you? This is like. Dream come true. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I was I opened the day with an it was a duo set. Yeah. Um, with my acoustic guitarist, and everyone was like coming down the front and enjoying themselves, and and then I just had Boots and Beach here in Port Macquarie. Yeah. And once again, I was a bit earlier in the day, but 
my first full band show with like, you know, the tracks and the whole vibe and yeah. everyone was sitting down when I started. I'm like, get up here. Let's yeah, have some totally. fun. And by the end of it, it was just rocking. So yeah, getting into that festival scene has always been a big goal of mine. Totally. And it's kind of happening. Um, so it's full steam ahead. Sick. Um, so yeah, just keeping an eye out for any festivals that kind of fit. I fit. Yeah. Um, and just reaching out and kind of touching base. Um, but once you play one, it kind of starts it's, this yeah. little wheel of momentum. Yeah. And it's like, I've got a, a couple on later this year and, um, the next goal is a single. So yeah. I'm going to put out good thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just about to do vocals for that. Cool. Um, just shot the cover art. And that'll be out. But you've been getting a lot of traction on on your your, your tracks at the moment on, on yeah. Apple and Spotify and the country playlist and stuff. That's it's awesome. A lot of love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um Did you notice a bit of a shift upwards after after Tamworth, or is it sort of just sort of steady, steady on, steady growing? I'd say the past year and a half's been pretty steady. Yeah. Um, and that's just consistency with releasing tracks. Sure. The first song that kind of hit was The Way She Does. Yeah. Um, and I wrote that in like 20 minutes with Lydia Sutherland from um was she Montreal, Canada? Yeah, yeah, wow. Absolute songstress, incredible. Yeah, wrote that song. We we're just having fun. I think we we, we featured that for you on ABC. Uh, I think that was the one. Probably, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, um, and that hit like it's coming up on half a million streams. So good, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, like we just wrote that song for fun. Yeah, um, but it it hit yeah. like and it got on Fresh Country and yeah. um and a few other ones like my. Do you, do you look at that and um obviously you have a, a reasonable catalog of songs. Do you look at that and go, that particular song is like head and shoulders above everything else or is it the time and the place? Like is it a bit of a mystery? Like It is a mystery, man. Yeah, it's wow. like I'm – as far as I'm concerned, the next song I write is the best song I've written. Sure. Um, so my song ends with why I think followed the way she does. Yeah. And that, that didn't do as well at all. Yeah. Like radio didn't give it love and um, I don't ex- ever expect it to like – get love or whatever. It's always a, like, thank you so much. Sure. Um, but yeah, ends with why I was a bit of a flop and I'm like, that's way better. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, time and place, bit of a mystery. Yeah. Algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man. And who's releasing at that time totally. and what's on the charts yeah. and what's in the, the playlists, yeah. the illustrious playlists. Um, so. Got to get them playlist plays. Yeah. Admire my current singles on fresh country right now. And it's ticking like ticking over. It's just hit 200,000 streams, which wow. is, I know, Huge once again, yeah. um, but good things about to come out, and I'm like, please yeah, do yeah. better than admire because yeah. I'm so proud of it. Is there no? There's no way of kind of. I mean, I guess there is sometimes just no rhyme or reason. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of different things, and um, that Spotify, even though like the pay is is horrible and all that kind of stuff, does work for you long term. It's huge. Um, but in terms of how one song goes to the next, is there any kind of quantifiable data? Unless you, unless you're like a Spotify scientist, I don't know. Um, people come to me and they're like, "How did you get on that playlist?" Yeah, and I'm like, "I have no idea. <laughs> I just try to write a good song. Yeah, that is all I do. Yeah. Um, and you know, if it, if it clicks with a curate curator, yeah, happy days. If not, um. My current Jake Davy fans hopefully will carry that yeah. and connect with it. And when I go to a gig, they'll sing along. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too worried if it hits Spotify sure. playlists or Apple playlists or yeah. not. Apple's always amazing. They give me so much love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like good thing is probably going to be out in the next six weeks ish. And I'm going to hit it hard with promo. And then I'm going to get on TikTok to kind of like try boost that a little bit more. And I think consistency and just trying a few different things yep. helps a lot. Yeah. Um, and willingness to put in the hard yards, um, writing a good song, producing it well, giving it good promo, getting a good publicist, yeah, totally. all like all these little things add up. Yeah. Um, and you, you still might not get on a playlist, but you, Hey, you've given it your best shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I I'm think at. you're right. I think, um, for, for creators, for musicians in particular, um, and I was actually speaking to a, a, um, a music manager the other day and had coffee with him and just discussing some of the the downfalls for particularly independent artists. It, it's like you spend all this time in the studio, all this time creating, all this time recording, all this time post-production, all this time getting it mastered and, and whatever, and then you, you put it out in the world, a lot of musicians do, and go, here it is, and, and that's kind of it. 
And I've done that and it's like, please, everyone play it. And then not following it up with, like you say, like the right publicist, the right promo, um, just even just following it up regularly because you put so much love into a track and then you put it out there and then it sort of doesn't like, you know, take off on the first week and you're like, ah. But you're right. You need you need to see through that and have a bit of a vision, I think. And you seem to be all over that when you're like, consistency, here's when I'm going to release, is film clips going to come a week later or whatever it is. Nailed it. And then you can do like an acoustic version yeah. and like yeah. um, I think there's just so much content yeah. um, out there right now and it, people's attention spans getting shorter. Yeah, it's true. Give them a reason to click on your page yeah. um, and be involved in your story. Yeah. And once again, that country music in particular, the fans – are like almost like family. They feel like they come up to you at a gig and they're like, they give you a hug yeah. and they're like, I love your new song so much. It got me through this Same. time in my life or, um, you know, a specific situation like that. So they want something that they can have ownership of. Yeah. Once that song goes out, that's theirs. You know what I mean? So, and with this next song, Good Thing, how often do you hear people say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Mm. Like that, someone said it to me that I'm like, that's my next song. Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm hoping that the country scene yeah. embraces that because yeah. I haven't really heard a song in the realm like that yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that the, sort of the tagline? Something similar? Similar, yeah. yeah you don't it's have to kind give it away. Of, yeah, don't mess with a good thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind yeah. of thing. So um, it might not be perfect. Yeah. It might not be, but it's it works. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes you feel something. Yeah. That's kind of where it's at. Pretty Pretty much uh, wise, wise advice. Yeah. And maybe, you know, coming out of the pandemic, that's what people need yeah. to lean into what works and not always feel like the grass is green on the other side kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people have had that sort of thought and uh, it just the pandemic has affected a lot of people in different ways, you know, financially and, and otherwise. Um, but but for you, obviously, you you adjusted your, your what's the word that I'm looking for? Swiveled is not the word. Pivoted. Pivoted. Is the word. Got you back. Thanks, man. <laughs> Still early. I've only had two coffees. Nice. Um, usually, and a, a half a lukewarm peppermint tea. It, did you give me pep- peppermint? Yeah. Do you like peppermint? That is my first peppermint tea, and I love it. Oh, really? Your yeah. first? Yeah. I've never had a peppermint tea. Wow. I was a little bit like. I don't well, know. in terms of like singing, I mean, you know, I, did you ever get singing lessons? Couple, yeah, here and there, yeah. Um, same. I didn't get a heap, but my singing teacher, who I love, Mayama, shout out to Mayama. Um, uh, her advice to me was, you know, you can do your do your exercises, blah blah blah. But if you drink beer or alcohol or yeah. coffee, you're just stressing your vocal cords out. And it, and I love beer and I love coffee, drying it all out. So yeah. it's um it's a tough thing to do. But usually before I go to a gig, I'll have my coffees during the morning. If I'm on the on my way to the gig, peppermint or this this one that you can get from Woolies. Um, it's called turmeric temple. It's okay. got like turmeric and ginger and something else. Sounds and like delicious. It's the best. Just a, a, a little bit of honey, best tonic. Just warm your vocals up before you get to the show. Yep. Sing your set, then you have your beer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have a few little like tricks when it comes to like getting the voice ready. Yeah. It's kind of fried at the moment, but um, typically I've got this thing called throat coat tea. Yeah. Which is like elderflower and ginger. Yeah, cool. It's a very specific. Thing for vocals, I love it. And as hot as you can take it in a yeah. thermos at a gig, I love love it so much. Um, yeah, it takes own. the edge off. Eh? Oh, it's great! Yeah. Just makes it all silky yeah. and warm. And Nothing worse than trying to sing when your 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 throat's just dry and dry bit, and uh, tight. And yeah, yeah. Um, vocal zone pastilles as well. I love them. What about? It's. Do you remember Vicks? Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's like it's like a butter menthol, right? But for singers, what's it called? Vocal zone. Vocals. Try it. <laughs> and then the final one is steaming. So yeah. like um, put this little thing over your face and yeah. basically just breathing in the warm steam and it yeah, hydrates. Yeah. So then it's kind of three little tricks that I use yeah, for a gig to get me through a weekend. Do you ever um, – do you also love beer and beer and coffee? I'm a scotch drinker. Okay. Definitely. Uh, I'll have a beer on like a really hot day. Yeah, yeah. If I'm like doing some work, but nah, scotch, scotch on the rocks. Especially probably. in this time of the year, it's like something that just warms the body. It does. Totally. And the, and the vocals. Yeah. Probably not long term. Yeah. <laughs> a cheeky one here or there at a gig's 100%. nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit more of a rum drinker. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that straight. I, I have never been a scotch guy. All my mates are like- you got to find the right one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, if this was like an alcoholic- Podcast, we could go for days talking about scotch, but yeah, you got to find the right one. That's all, all right. I can say. All right. I'm learning a lot today. Uh, you know how to covering pro- a how lot to of promo, different- finding the right scotch. It's um, it's, mind, it's mind, been a great mindset. morning. Yeah, for the right mindset as well. Yeah, totally. Um, 
Ah, now I got off track. What were we talking about? Tea. Tea. Yes. Vocal warm-ups. Anyway, so what's on the what's on the horizon for you at the moment? Like you said, you've got some festivals, you've got some um, uh, singles sort of in the pipeline. Uh, but from what you're saying, you know, you're 15 – 15-year-old kid, your 15-year-old self is like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play music and then on the way you've picked up these other things. But is there something like for you, obviously it's festivals and playlists and getting out there and connecting with fans, but is there yeah. something that is like next tier? Maybe maybe it's touring somewhere or, or whatever. What's what's your little next season's vision? Wow, that's uh, okay. Um, if you don't mind, just sharing a little bit. Yeah, that's that's hard. I'm so content. Yeah, cool. And I don't think you should be afraid of that, but also it's it's hard to define the next step when you're so happy. Sure. Um, for me, release the EP. Yeah. Get started on the album. Yeah. Build that band um, and start doing those ticketed headline shows. Yeah. That That's kind of the next big step. Yeah. Um, and just, just travel the East Coast of Australia playing gigs. Yeah. Um, and deepening those connections with the fans and stuff like that. That's probably the big goal. Um, you know, create a full two-hour set full of original music is another big goal. Um, you know, playing the singles game, one single every three months, it's hard to build up Yeah, like a bunch of music. Obviously, I've got all these unreleased songs, but yeah. no one knows them. So yeah. um, just getting as much music as I can out onto the Spotify, out onto the airwaves. What do you think about that in the sense that like, and I had this conversation with one of the guys yesterday, um, that as a, as music consumers, we don't really do albums anymore. No. Um, do you do you have a feeling about that? Good, bad, just the way that it is. Like, I love the idea of like holding it in your hands. Yeah. Like a, a collection has come out. This artist has put blood, sweat, and tears into this yeah, record. Totally. Um, and it's in your hands. Yeah. You might listen to it on Spotify, but you've supported them. Totally. You, you may have spent $30 or $40 on like a vinyl record vinyl, of theirs. Yep. Um, and they've put so much effort into that. Yeah. Um, I think so too. I think – and the vibe for me is that like one song captures a moment and emotion, but, a, but like an a album – Yeah, exactly yep. right. An album captures this this whole narrative, this story, and um, and that's certainly the way I look at it. And I try as much as I can and I'm uh, just a, also a sucker – the playlisting and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, but if there's a, there's a song I like, I try and go and listen to the the album that it came from as much as I can. And um, because I do like sort of going, oh, what's what's this guy trying to do? What's this person? What's this girl trying to say? What's this band um, doing with this body of work? And I think that's one thing I do miss uh, in the Spotify age, where you sit down and and we talked about it yesterday. I'm a little bit older than you, but sit down, you get your, your CD, you put the CD in, you look at the lyrics, you, you immerse yourself in the whole album. Oh, yeah. And then and you probably only listen to the first half of it most of the time and a few other songs and then all of a sudden a month, two months, three months later, you're listening to the back end and going, these are great songs too. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Discovery. Yeah, it's it's interesting the, the different generations and how they consume. So yeah. like my dad would happily sit down and listen to a full vinyl record yeah. and be content. Yeah. Me and you, we'd try. We'd try our we best. we do our best. Um, you know, if we had friends over, we might chuck it on in the background, but exactly. we're not going to actively sit down and listen. Yeah. Um, and I remember like being in year seven in high school and having my iPod classic and I could just I could just flick. Yeah. Flick. Yeah. And all the small things. Yeah. And yeah, American yeah. Idiot. And yeah. oh, I was listening to like a lot of rock at that stage. Um, As you do in high school. But like, you know, a minute goes by and you're like, ah, next. Yeah. But what's even worse now mm. is the next generation, the TikTok generation, is like, oh, 14 seconds, you're done. Do you reckon that we're going to get to a point, like the, what, what, whatever the optimum three-minute song is now to get on radio, do you reckon we're going to get to a point where it's like- 240. 240, even less, do you think? You reckon Maybe? less? I don't know. I guess it could go. It could come full circle and then things come back in vogue over a, a too few far. generations. We've gone yeah. Too far. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we're, we're kind of tipping Imagine over an, the edge. A, a, a minute and a half singles. <laughs> I I think um, Morgan Evans released a song. It was two thirty. Yeah, right. And by the end of it, you're like, "That was a great song. Let me listen to that again." Yeah, there's a trick to it. So if it's written right, maybe. But then, um, do you get too sick of it? Yeah, because it's just who knows. Maybe I, I think yeah. we're going too far. Yeah, I, I think, think I think like I think we're, we're we're just um 
just messing with ideas. And at this point, it's, there's no, it's anyone's yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it does go full circle. Yeah. And we come back and we go, okay, here's the middle ground. Yeah. The middle ground. Like, it's not that singles and playlisting is bad. I love it. I think there are a lot of, uh, as you said before with the, with the pandemic, in this case, Spotify and Apple, silver linings to being able to consume a lot of music. For me, one of those things is discovering artists that yes. I've never discovered. Uh, and for for artists such as as you and my, uh, uh, myself, that's great when you're um, grassroots, independent, or just starting off, you can connect. And obviously, you know, you're getting a lot of traction on your songs um, because of that. Um, but I feel like there is still something to be said for human beings consuming just to be able to sit with an album and go, oh, I'm going to listen to the whole thing and experience art in that way. Slow it down a little bit. And maybe that does come with age. Sure. Maybe it is the Spotify generations like, you know, 18 to 25 yeah. or 18 to 35 or 40 even. Yeah. And then the next generation, 40 to 65, is the other people that will like chuck a record on yeah. and have a cup of tea. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Um, or maybe it's just the person totally. as well. I think so, there are always exceptions to the rules. Too. Yep. Yeah. But if you're one of those people that love to uh, put on albums or vinyls, well, vinyls now is very in vogue. Um, does anyone even I, – I've still got about maybe 150 CDs. Uh, do you have any CDs oh, left that you're like – I have a couple of CDs. Struggling to um, get rid of? Oh, you're still – yeah, you're, you're, you're much younger than me. I'm not going to give away my age, but, um, but you're yeah, much You don't look that much you. older than me. That's really interesting. Uh, wow. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> the music's keeping you young. I hope so. <laughs> I've been doing all the things you've been doing, exercising, drinking lots of water. Yep. You know. Talking to young people like yourself helps keeps it, me. Love it, love <laughs> it. But um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, finding that balance is really important. Oh, we had a good chat. That's fantastic. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. We have covered a lot of ground. I have to just take a minute and breathe. And what did we cover? We covered your creative origins. We covered Spotify. We got a little bit deep. Got a little bit wise. Yeah. What? Anything that you want to talk about? Anything that you you want to say to all all the the many listeners of Celebrate Sounds and Bellingen Radio? I think just like if anyone's out there even thinking about trying something, mm. just do it. Yeah. Just give it a crack. 100%. No, I think I feel like we so easily fall into our daily like routine. Yeah. If someone's like out there just like going to work and going, hey, I really want to just sing. Yeah. I want to like play piano or because people come up to me all the time. They're like, oh, I've always wanted to sing. Yeah. Just give it a crack. Yeah. Start. Just start. Do, do it now. Yeah. Or do it tomorrow. Wake yeah. up tomorrow and go, hey, I'm going to sing for half an hour and see what happens. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be anything to do with music or just anything. You want to start surfing? Do it. Give it a crack. Do you, do you surf? No. <laughs> definitely. I've, I've tried. Me too. I, I, you look like a surfer though. Uh, I skate. I snowboard skate. well. Yep. Last time I um, surfed. Oh, not the last time. The Shark time. bite. No, yeah, if only. It's less embarrassing. But way cooler, actually. Someone said that scars are really cool. I'm like, I could have done without a fin chopped to my ankle. Yeah, that would that would hurt. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't enjoy that. At least very it wasn't much. a scooter, because that would hurt. Oh, that'd be way worse. Um But um but yeah, the, no, I think you're right. Like I, I read a book years ago, it was a business book, but um the, the title was Start Before You're You're Ready. Um I like and that. I think you, you don't have to go like, you know, if you want to sing, you don't have to go and, and book a gig, but but find a, a band or, or find a, a place that you can go and maybe sing a song with a guitarist or a piano player. Oh, or yeah. Something like Surround that. yourself with that crew. Exactly. And if it, if it, all it is is just pushing your own comfort zone, and then it's a, a, a human growth, you know, a development sort of thing where you can go, all right, well, I did that. Can I, can I do the next thing? Okay, I want to sing. I sung in front of an audience. Can I do it again? Can I do it? with 10 songs now, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Little stepping stones. I know you're interviewing me, but what's mm. one thing you would love to try that you've never even dabbled in? It's just been in the back of your mind. You're like, hey, I'd love to give that a go. Well, in terms of music, I would really love to learn um, uh, a horn instrument. Um, yeah, cool. woodwind. Or, yeah, or, or you know, a couple of my mates play trumpet really well. Um, and, and one of them plays sax really well. And I think um, I, I might go on the sax just for something a little bit different. Yeah. That's what I want to do musically. Other than that, surfing. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. actually want all my- You want to get better at it. Well, I, I, one of the things, and, and maybe you can speak to this, one of the things about my network 
um, my, my close friends and then my, my sort of extended network is um, mostly musicians or um, into sports of some description, mostly soccer, football, um, and, and surfing. And I'm really into soccer, but I find myself a lot of the time um, surrounded by musicians who surf. And I'm like one of the only ones that don't surf. And they're like having the best conversation about types of waves and easterlies oh, and westerlies. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to talk about music production and, uh, and stuff. And they're like, nah, they're straight into the surf talk. I just want to join in. Oh yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I had a few surf lessons growing up. Mm. I just never like. It's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you have to really love it because it's one of the things that you will definitely suck at for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you, you, your mates are like, they're just shredding, and I'm like, I just sit on the beach and watch. Yeah. yeah. I was in taking um, photos. <laughs> literally, I was in Huntington Beach, California, with yeah. a mate. And he's like, yeah, let's go surfing. I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it. I'm like all in and I'm out there. I'm like, this is oh, the worst the worst day yeah. of my life. Like oh, wetsuit, massive longboard. He's like tearing it up. Oh. It's like babes everywhere. I'm yep. like, I can't surf. Yeah. Why? What? I can play guitar. Yeah. Let's um, do that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Surfing is not that thing that I've wanted to, you know, you said surfing to get better. I don't really, I want it to be one of those things that like, I'm just naturally gifted it's in at your back pocket. and I'm not. It's, it's ready to go. It's just like, I can surf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you the, the, do get those people that can like, uh, they're really good at everything uh, as well. So yeah. don't compare yourself to those people. I'm trying not to. Um, my, all my music, amazing musical mates that can also surf. Can snowboard, can play soccer. Hey, hey, lean into what you're good at. Well, I, I'm going to the snow in a few weeks just because I, I got to get out of the surf surf territory. And yeah. I'm going to start talking about the mountains and the moguls and all that sort of stuff so I can join in the conversation. Yeah, that's just as painful. Like you just showed me your ankle. Like yeah, I, yeah. I smashed myself into mine. Couple of years back, yeah. Oh, it you was, can. It was it's rough. very dangerous. Yeah, it looks very soft dangerous. on the movies. It's not, man. Uh, one of my close friends, um, uh, a musician, surfer, and snowboarder, we were happened to be down playing at Perisher at a few diff- uh, different resorts um, a couple of years back, and we went we went boarding on day one. He's like, oh, we get to this top of the hill, and exactly like you said, all this stuff looked absolutely. Fresh so powder, yep. And we we went down. The top was pretty good, and then we hit this flat that was just ice. And um, coincidentally, I, I well basically smashed myself, put my shoulder out, had whiplash on my neck, and That's only nice. because I had leftover extreme painkillers because only recently before that I did this surf incident. Yep. Um, you were I, fine. I got through. I, I was able to sleep and rest, and this the really strong anti-inflammatories, and yep. do my gigs. But otherwise, I would have been screwed. It yeah. Would like, I, I, I was just limp. Like, arm was limp. I didn't want to lift anything up. I couldn't sleep the first night. Then I put had a few of those painkillers. It's a really fun yeah. time until you end up on your ass. Mm, yeah. yeah. i gotta, I got to make sure I take a helmet this year. Yeah, definitely. Maybe some shoulder pads and mouth guards. And yeah. I actually also system. chipped my tooth the, the time before oh, that um, snowboard. So you're not wrong. It's uh, Maybe I should just stick to – what's the worst injury you've had playing music? Anything? Um, oh, probably stabbing my finger with a guitar string. Yeah, I hate it's that. It's like underneath the nail as yeah, well. Um, that. That's probably it. I, after holding like an electric guitar, like a bass or something for like a few hours, like Blisters. gets a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah, on your shoulder. Shoulder, yeah, totally. yeah it kind of like sneaks up yeah. on you. Um, see this one here? You can only just see the top of um, this finger here that's like a bit brown. Yep. At the start of the year, I was playing a wedding and um, – normally like speaker poles have the, the soft rubber ending over the top so nothing yep. happens. But these – these ones happened oh, to the, no. the rubber thing had come out and I was these big Yamaha speakers and I just missed the the hole and right tw- 25 minutes before I was supposed to play a solo set, I smashed this and it was blood like totally black, oh, strapped God. it as much as I could so I couldn't feel it pretty much and just compressed it. Yep. Managed to get through the gig sometime but that's that, that was in January and what are we in June now? So. He's five, back. Five, oh my goodness! Five months ago, and it's just just about to like get to the top where I can cut it off and forget about it. That's my worst nightmare. Yeah, anything to do with my fingers. Oh. I, I actually sometimes I have when I'm driving around in the car, I have these interesting thoughts. I'm like, okay, if I didn't have my second finger, how would you play? How many chords could I? <laughs> I, I could probably get it done. Yeah. Um, you might have to tune a little bit different, or nah, no, you could. I reckon you could. I, and like, you know, you, depending on which if, finger, if you're missing your first finger, how quickly could you change? Like my pinky's letting the team down a little bit, but yeah, I feel that I'm trying to do it now. Just it's like, not, that's a worst nightmare thing. Yeah, yeah. 
anything to do with the money fingers. makers. Yeah. Yeah. What's um I think we were I don't can know, you chopping wood. your fingers? What's that? Can it, you insure them? I think um like someone like John May, I should. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know if should. I shouldn't, yeah, approach the insurance company and be like, hey. <laughs> these, these are really these important. Are, these are, yeah, yeah, these make a lot of money, millions. Yeah, fully. Um, but, yeah, back to the um, – Injuries? Uh, yeah, no, not injuries, even before that, you're surfing. Yeah. For me, one thing I've always wanted to get better at, yep. and it's the time thing, is cooking. Cool. Um, Love cooking. But when I think about it, I'm like, I've got to go to the store, i got to like – Look like an idiot trying to find <laughs> what is paprika? Yeah, what is paprika? Yeah, um, and then you get home, and then you got to like unpack it, and then yeah. you got to cook it. I'm like, I watch cooking videos, yeah, yeah. almost like it's me. I'm like, that's <laughs> living vicariously. Yeah, literally, I like watch Gordon Ramsay, so good, and he's like yelling at someone. I'm One like, of the things that I reckon is a really good um, start to cooking is just slow roast because they're delicious. And they're so easy. Safe territory. Safe territory. I expect like, a text after this with a recipe. I will give you one. And I made, I made, in, I made in slow roast in the last two weeks. Actually, the slow roast beef that I cooked for my parents, uh, just a public apology, it wasn't that good. Oh. I, I accidentally didn't follow this the their recipe. I was I was cooking it as if it was lamb. You rebelled. I I, well, I, I didn't mean to. I thought that um, that lamb and beef just cooked the same, but apparently they don't. Um, similar timeframes, but different heats. And so I, I overcooked the beef, but the one before that, uh, incidentally, I ate by myself and it was great. Nice. Hey. <laughs> no one will ever be able to say otherwise. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> slow roast though. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you my um, lamb slow roast recipe. It's super easy. You just got to get one of those like cast iron pots, put it in there. Best thing about it is you do it at lunchtime when you're in the studio. Yep. And if it's four, six hours, sometimes you can do double eight hours and go, oh, I'm going to work for the next eight hours or seven hours, six hours, whatever it is. Um, put it in, pretty much forget about it. Does it maybe, get better maybe, as time goes Yeah, by exactly. Like the, the slow cook, cooking just That's makes it need. like melt. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy because it doesn't take too much of your attention. It's maybe 20 minutes. Chuck some potatoes in, make some mash. and This sounds yeah. achievable. I reckon you can do it. Mm. You're a talented guy. I'm going to send you a photo of the final product. Please. And also a review from my lady. If I happen to be session. around, um, Tatri, I'll be dropping in. Drop by. I'll keep something for you. <laughs> yeah, How long does it keep for? Like, uh, I reckon it keep for a little while. But, yeah, a few days. Probably not not, not much more. No, I'll make that. you one fresh when yeah, you drop by. That'd be great. <laughs> Have you been traveling a lot like, recently? Like up and down the um, coast? Or? Actually, not a whole heap. I mean, I've sort of I've done gigs as far as Yamber and, and really down here. I love Yamber. Um, I'm going to Parish uh, at uh, to play uh, two separate occasions the snow season just for about ten days each time at the Man from Snowy River um, Hotel, um, and that's going to be huge because I remember you know in the last few years I've I've been doing a lot of local weddings in Coffs Harbour, Bellingen area, but I yep. remember driving as far from. Um, uh, have you played Scotts Hub? I've um, heard of it. I, heard I think I okay. made Heath. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I did it a few weeks ago. Um, but Scott's Hub's about 50 minutes from Bellingen. I remember the first gig that I did at Scott's Hub sort of maybe it might have been early 2021 or late 2020 um, and having six months of really next to nothing and driving 50 minutes going, this feels huge. This like I'm 50 minutes like I feel like I'm on a big tour yeah. because I've been so close to home, like just in Bellingen, just in Coffs Harbour doing those kind of gigs. So I haven't really been – Branching out much more, but starting to – it feels like it's starting to come back. Yeah. I, um, I'm about to get on a plane tomorrow morning to head to Townsville, actually. Nice. To do uh, Buckwild Country Barn Sessions, which yep. is like 500 people hanging out at the um, – I'm going to get this wrong – North Queensland Elite Rodeo Grounds. Um, so that's on Saturday. Cool. Flying up. I didn't even remember how to check in, man. I'm like, how do I get my guitar on the plane? Actually, that's it's a funny thing. I've got a flight credit that expired that I've been trying to sort out for about three three weeks now. And every yeah. time I get on the phone to Qantas, not that they'll be listening to this, but Qantas, sort out my flight credit. They, they, I talk to them for an hour. They put me on hold and then they just hang up and don't call back. That's brutal. It's so bad. They've, they've got a, uh, a bit of a name for themselves, leaving luggage behind. So hopefully, who am I with? Virgin what are you taking? Virgin. A guitar, yeah. Um, Virgin are great because you get the. Um, I think you get the. Um, like the a, musicians a allowance. allowance. Okay, yeah. I'll bring that up at the counter. Uh, yeah, you're, you're an APRA member. Yes. Yeah, I think if you're an APRA member, maybe Music New South Wales too. You should shoot them an email, um, yep. because you might be able to get free luggage. No way. Yeah, 
I've done it before. We went to, we did uh, a couple of trips to Sydney, but then a few years ago did it to, to New Zealand. That, uh, the same discounts didn't apply to New Zealand, but similar. Like within um, Australia. They look yeah, it's you. mostly within Australia. Yeah, cool. You know what I'm doing right after this? <laughs> Sending them an email, it finding can, out. It can get so expensive. Totally. And then even like recently I played the Boots and Beach um, here in Port Macquarie. The Wolf Brothers rocked up and they're like, yeah, we don't have any guitars. Like Qantas just like left them behind. Oh, so my back to traveling on planes and getting your gear left behind. Good um, luck with that. I mean, I'm excited to be back on a plane. Yeah. I, I love flying. Yeah. Um, it's been a while for me. I, I can't remember. Maybe. Maybe 2019, I think. Yeah. It's um, like I was traveling like overseas every year leading yeah. up to the pandemic and actually had a massive trip to Nashville planned yeah, in true. the May of 2020. Yeah. It was all paid for, all yeah. done. I was like a month away from getting on a plane or whatever. And um, they canceled it. I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Yeah, um, And I'm actually in the process of planning the trip for cool. next year. Awesome. Um, yeah. I'm excited to get. Actually meet everyone. Yeah, that, that you, I've made that you hang connections out, with. Hang out with on They're Zoom. like some of my best friends that that's, I've never met them. It's very so odd. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting, man. I'm excited for what's happening with you and and the, the things to come. Um, thanks so much for coming in. We've we're right on one hour right now, and that it went felt very fast. Felt like 15 minutes. It was, it was a great chat. You're a fantastic conversationalist. We well, are a fantastic host. So it worked out well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks so much. um, And thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, Look forward to doing this again soon, man. Sounds good to me. Cheers. Cheers. That was another episode of Celebrate Sounds. If you enjoyed that conversation with Jake uh, or if you've enjoyed any other conversations, don't forget to hit that little love heart, hit that like, hit that follow, uh, follow along on Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you consume your podcasts. And uh, we'll have another episode out for you in a week's time. Cheers. Cheers.